Hey, thanks for checking out the Blake Benz podcast. On this episode, we sat down with Victoria Levitan, who's a video marketing strategist, to talk about all things video and especially how the small business owner and entrepreneur and creatives can use video marketing to grow and scale their business. As always, if you enjoy the episode, be sure to rate the podcast and leave a review and absolutely let me know what you think about the episode, Blake at goodadvicecoaching.com. Enjoy this episode and I will catch you next week. See ya. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Blake Benz Podcast. I am sitting down with a friend of mine, Victoria Levitan. She is a video marketing strategist. She helps small business creatives and, and small business owners really start their video marketing campaigns, and she'll even manage it for them. Victoria has told me that, uh, just for our listeners, that she is phoning in from Virginia. Alexandria, is that right? Yes, yes. Great state of Virginia. Okay. Is it, I've never been there. Is it a beautiful city? Is it? Yeah. So Alexandria is like 20 minutes outside of Washington, DC. So for all the locals, we're in the DMV area, the district of Columbia, Maryland, Virginia beltway. So, so do you still get the traffic that DC has? Oh yes. 100%. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I tell people I'm from DC just because it's easier to explain, but I technically live in Virginia, but it's just like across the river. Mm -hmm. So it's like when I lived in Houston. So Houston's the exact same thing. You have all these like communities and cities that are like right outside of Houston. Mm -hmm. And so someone would say, you know, oh, you're from Houston. Are you really from Houston? Right. Like, yeah, from inner city Houston. So I get yes. it. Yeah. Same thing here. They're like, oh, do you really live in DC? And I'm like, no, actually I don't. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then I'm in Arkansas and it's funny because so I'm in an area that's called Northwest Arkansas and a lot of people don't understand what it is, but it's basically, it's a few cities Rogers, Springdale, Bentonville, Fayetteville. See, there's all these other cities too that if I don't mention, people are going to be offended, but I won't. <laughs> um, smaller cities, but uh, we just we call it collectively Northwest Arkansas, mm -hmm. and it's where Walmart, Tyson, JB Hunt, all these really great companies have their headquarters, and uh, it's just a really awesome place. And so on my LinkedIn profile, it says NWA Addict. And someone messaged me last night who I was meeting for the first time. Mm -hmm. She was like, hey, so is that, are you like a recovering drug addict? Or <laughs> like, what is, what's NWA? And I was like, maybe I should change that. I don't know. I'm yeah. actually a normal person. So yeah, I've never heard of that. So I mean, I wouldn't know what that means. But yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's a little insider. Well, you're the, you're the marketing expert, right? So like, talk to me a little bit about what you do for your customers. You know, I really like that you're big on video. So Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, so I basically um, started my business because I run my own YouTube channel. I've been running that for three years. And I realized because I'm based in D.C., I'm connected with a lot of different creative entrepreneurs in the area. And I personally was looking for someone to help me with my YouTube channel because I just needed someone behind the camera just to do some simple editing or simple video shots, nothing crazy. And I didn't want to hire a full-on videographer. Um, and also helped me kind of manage like with thumbnails and all like the graphics behind the channel. And I knew there was just so many photographers in the area. There's so many wedding photographers, great photographers, but they all don't do video and they're not specific to YouTube as a platform. So I had the light bulb moment that I was going to start my own business doing that. So I started my business last year and I've been 
since working with a lot of local small businesses, kind of revamping their YouTube channels. I first originally started out reaching to a couple of businesses that I knew had YouTube channels, but they just were kind of stagnant or they were just only had a couple of videos up. And I just kind of reached out and was like, hey, if you ever need help, let me know. I'd love to kind of talk you through how we could kind of manage your content, create videos that are more specific to what you offer in your business, but aren't salesy. Um, and so that's how I started. I started creating, you know, a content calendar for different businesses, brainstorming with them, how they can further their, their knowledge, their expertise that they have online on video. And then it got to the point where I was filming videos for them and I was coaching them how to be more confident in front of the camera. And it's nice to have just a person behind you that you can kind of trust and kind of bounce ideas off of. And if you're filming a take and then you're like, oh, I don't know how that came off. Should we refilm that little bit there just to make it a little bit more friendly or a different angle? Um, so now I basically run uh, video marketing calendars for small businesses. I also help them film and edit videos. Um, or if they film videos themselves, they can send them to me and then I edit them for their channel, help them upload it. Cause a lot of the backend stuff can be overwhelming to a business, especially if you're trying to get into a new platform. So I kind of take away all that overwhelm mm. and make it very simple and very like user friendly and approachable and make it seem less scary. So that's really what I do. Yeah. That, and it's extremely needed, especially in today's digital landscape. Do you ever have business owners who, because I'm noticing people aren't, it's, it's, it kind of feels like a little bit what's, what's happened with other platforms. People are slow to, I guess, see YouTube as like a business platform. Cause it's like, Oh, I watch, you know, funny cat memes on there, right. you know? And so do you ever have business owners who you have to like educate and help them understand like, this is actually a really great opportunity for you? All the time. <laughs> and I don't blame them for it because again, YouTube can seem, and it, I mean, it is, it is a very big platform and it, it does take a lot of strategy and perseverance to succeed on YouTube. But the big thing that I always stress is the fact that YouTube belongs to Google. And so from a search engine optimization standpoint, it is crucial <laughs> to be on YouTube because I know a lot of businesses, they want to further their Instagram with their IGTV. And I certainly also, I, I do recommend that and I do offer those services, but IGTV videos aren't searchable through Google. And if you're looking for a local business or just any service really or product, those IGTV videos don't, don't show up in Google. Um, and I've noticed it from myself from having run my own channel is that all my YouTube videos perform extraordinarily well. In, in comparison to like when I was blogging because they would just get boosted on Google like crazy. And if you're a business that offers a service or a product and you link to that in the description box of your YouTube video and you have, you know, your, the right keywords and the right title and you have a catchy thumbnail with it, it just goes on autopilot and you'll just constantly get clicks to your, to your links, to your, you know, call to action, to your email list, to your website um, so there's different strategies you can put in place depending on what you're trying to achieve. Um, but it's definitely something that I always try to stress with a potential client is like, yes, we can certainly work on other video platforms because they all have their own merits. But YouTube is something that we should not forget because it is the one thing that really drives SEO. Hmm. Just, so, just for my own clarity, I, ITTV, what is that? IGTV. I, I IGTV, Instagram yeah. TV? Yeah, yeah, Instagram TV. Yeah, so a lot of the 
um, all small businesses, they have a very nice following on Instagram. So it does make sense that you want to further your Instagram following and the, the, the community that you've already built on in Instagram. It does make sense to, to go on IGTV, especially if you have certain, if Instagram is your biggest social media platform, totally makes sense. I agree. But there's also things you can then do to kind of revamp that content and put it on YouTube so that it reaches a wider audience. Mm. And it feels like, for me at least, I talk to a lot of small business owners who, I mean, it's, it's like you've just said something very offensive when you mention even doing video. And I've noticed people are, and you know, it's tough to put yourself in front of a camera, I guess, and just gab about whatever. Do you, have you noticed the same hesitance? Yeah. And I, honestly, I totally understand. I mean, I, when I film videos for my own channel, I still get nervous. If I haven't done it in a while, I am kind of, you know, anxious to get back on there and I have to ha hype myself up. So I come at it from that approachable view of like, I know how it feels to be, you know, scared in front of the camera or not feeling like super great. And then you just kind of have to make it work. And so uh, I definitely um, see that hesitance. I think some businesses are just confused as to what they would film for their business because it's not even like, oh, they don't want to be in front of the camera. They just don't even know what kind of content they should create that would be enticing as a video versus a blog post or a social media post. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I think, I think the whole realm of content creation is interesting too, because people, it feels like, and I love that you, you help people with like a content calendar, but it feels like I hear that a lot of, I just, I just don't know what to say or what mm -hmm. I would talk about, which is interesting because, mm -hmm. you know, you're in a business ideally that you're really passionate about mm -hmm. and that you have a lot of ideally expertise in. And so I guess for me, I sometimes wonder what that disconnect is. Yeah, I feel like maybe there, you know, blogging has been around for such a long time. And I feel like maybe people are just in a blogging mindset where they come up with a great topic and then they have all these beautiful images. And it's, I think it's part of it is also it's easier to control a blog post versus a video <laughs> sure. because you can do all the, the beautiful editing. And yes, you can obviously color correct a video as well, but there's a lot more moving elements, obviously, to a video versus a still image on a blog post. So I think that that's maybe also like, like in the back of their head is like, well, it's just maybe easier, they think, to do a blog post. Um, and, and then just write it out and it maybe just comes easier to them than to talk about it. Um, and then, like you said, it also goes back to maybe they're just not feeling particularly confident or they don't want to be the front of their business. Um, and then they don't feel like they have anyone else that could stand in for them mm -hmm. uh, in front, in front of the camera. Well, and it feels like all of this is a long game too, in the sense of, you know, so someone will, will do like their, it's like, Oh my gosh, this is my, my one video that I'm finally going to do. And then they post it and no one comments on it, no one says anything, no one likes it, nothing really happens, you know, you refresh, 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 and there's like four views in like a week, and then it's like, I hate this, I'm quitting, I'm done. And so it feels, it feels like people have a tough time recognizing that it is a long game. Yes, and I think one thing that's specifically to YouTube, I know that um, a lot of people, like you said, look at the view count, oh, you know, I've only gotten 10 views on this, but in reality, you have to look at how long has one person watched the video for because YouTube stresses watch time over views. So that really helps with your, like in terms of the algorithm, but also it just, it makes logical sense. Like I'd rather have 10 people watch the entire video and be fully engaged 
then get 100 views and they only watched the first 10 seconds and clicked off. So that's also something that I, I try to um, share with my clients is that don't worry too much about the view count, worry about you know, the engagement level and like making sure that your video isn't too long and kind of looking at, you know, keeping it within two to five minutes, like max at first, just to kind of grab the attention of people and just give a value. Because when you share value, people are going to keep watching and it's going to spread. And it is definitely a slow progression because from my personal YouTube channel, there's my most successful YouTube videos didn't grow to 40,000 views overnight. Like it was like a year of just slowly, slowly, you know, 100 views per day kind of progression. Um, and then it's just, it just keeps on growing. So you really just have to be in it for the long game. Well, we've, you know, and again, on top of like being frustrated by like the long game, I guess, I think people, exactly what you said, get really obsessed with the, like the follower numbers mm-hmm. instead of, and it's, it's kind of counterintuitive, especially when you start looking at metrics like, yeah, but you have, you have 10 people who really are engaged. Um, there's a really great concept. It's, it's a thousand true fans and it basically, you know, you need a thousand true fans to create a hyper sustainable, profitable business. You don't mm-hmm. need a million, you don't need 10,000. And so, you know, if anything, 10 is, is, you know, one step closer to, it's a pretty big chunk. I mean, it's, it's 1% towards that uh, thousand true fans. Uh, but I guess a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business owners, again, it's, it's hard to have, I think, that long-term thinking. Right. Yeah. I mean, but also, like, I mean, like you said, if, if you're a small business entrepreneur that you're just starting out with video content, if you had all those 10 clients sign up, would you be able to handle that? You know, if, they, if you are a service provider, would you be able to handle all 10 people signing up at the same time? To, to, to work with you. If yes, that's amazing. If not, like, you know, that's, I mean, that's a good problem to have, but so you're like, okay, I have 10 people who are super interested right now. I can't take on more. So like, let me, let me stagger, you know, some of my workflows or, or whatever. Um, so like I said, just don't get too caught up in those numbers. And mo- most of the people that I work with, they've already, they already have a social media following. So it's not like they're starting brand new from scratch. So they already have, social channels where they can promote it. They already have audiences on Facebook or uh, Instagram primarily where they're able to share and then people are super excited to receive it. And it's like very exciting new kind of medium with a video um, that they can potentially watch, you know, without even having to read a blog post or anything like that. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And, and, and help me understand this a little bit too, because and maybe this is solved by the fact that they already have a following. Something else I'll see from people with just content creation in general is they get frustrated that it doesn't seem to create much traction. And yet what they're saying is so, um, I won't say ordinary, but it's, it's, so here's a great example. You know, someone does a video and says, you know, you're capable of so much, go out and be the best you. Mm -hmm. It's a great message. It's a positive message. It's an encouraging message, but it's also the same message that, you know, 50 million other people are putting on social media. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I run into entrepreneurs who they're frustrated by their content creation and yet they're not owning like their niche or like what uniquely, what unique perspective they have to offer. Do you run into that at all? Or or are most of your people, they already have the following and so it doesn't really matter. I don't say it doesn't matter what they say, but how cognizant they are. 
Um, I mean, I haven't had a client who start uh, from scratch. And well, I have I have one client. She doesn't really have a social media following, so we're 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 launching her YouTube channel soon. Um, but she has a great personality. She she has a very interesting job. Um, but I think that you have to infuse your personality, and I think that's the beauty of video is that you can really get to know someone. It's a, going back to that know, like, and trust factor. Is that like if you see a business that's creating all these blog posts and they're not gaining traction, they're not really going anywhere. Maybe there's just not enough personality in it. Um, you know, personal stories or just stories in general. Kind of you know having that first attention grabbing hook at the beginning of a blog post. Um, and so when you're watching a video, you can really get to know someone. You get to see how they move their hands. Do they you know what kind of movements are they doing? Um, obviously, do you hear their voice? So it just provides that human connection that a blog post doesn't, you know, can't, can't really do as well. I mean, yes, be photos, but it's just different. Mm -hmm. So I, I just feel like you have to show like your, your, you know, your personality or yourself. And even if you don't want to show yourself on screen or in, you can still do a voiceover, like a tutorial video of sorts, but you still, they, they, people will still hear your voice and they will still connect with you on that level. Mm -hmm. And that and feels, more, and that makes it more interesting. Yeah, I don't want to say that's like cheating. I think if someone was like, "Well, let me just do voice," I'd be like, "Okay, well, you're already so close to right." You yeah. know, you're already so close to doing this. Let's just right. <laughs> let's just do it. I, I want to back up just a little bit. I love what you just said: know, like, and trust. Mm -hmm. And I really like that because I'm mm -hmm. really big on helping people in sales understand trust mm -hmm. and how people they click, they buy from people they trust. Talk mm -hmm. to me. Talk to me a little bit more. I don't know if that's a saying that you came up with. If that's a common one, I've never heard it before, but I like oh. it. Oh, oh well, I, I'm glad to introduce you to it. Um, it's a. It's. I think it's pretty common. I mean, I've heard it a bunch. So, but um, so I like to use it because it really just covers everything that uh, you know. I as a consumer would want to uh, you know know about someone. So, like first, you get to know them. And you're like, oh, that person, I've seen them before. I've seen them in videos. I've seen them on their blog posts or social media. Then you start watching their stuff. You start reading more about them. You get to know their personality. And you're like, oh, I like them. Like, we have similar personalities or they're kind of funny or whatever. And then you just kind of like, get, so you like them. You kind of feel like you're getting to be friends with them. And then you trust them because you're, you, you know their personality. You know they're not going to introduce you to something that they don't fully believe in. I either, you know, they believe in their products, they believe in their services and what value they provide to their clients. So then when they do come at you with, hey, we have this really great offer that I think would really solve a lot of your problems, you know, X, Y, and Z. If you're interested, you know, feel free to reach out. Um, then I trust them. And it, it, it just, video content blows the no like, and trust factors through the roof because you show yourself on camera. You're showing your hand motions. You're you're not hiding behind a blog post. And I know it's so easy. I mean, that's why I started my blog in the first place. I was scared to go on camera. I started my blog. It, you know, kind of didn't go anywhere. And then I started doing a YouTube channel and it just, it just blew it through the roof. I mean, from many financially engagement wise, people who are on YouTube, I, I personally think they're the most engaged audience. I mean, although LinkedIn definitely has a run for its money, LinkedIn's very engaged as well, which I love. But um, the people who watch YouTube videos, they're there to really, you know, give you comments and feedback and they'll let you know if they like something, they'll let you know if you don't like something, which, it just, which is great. So then you can adjust your content. So um, it's so important. Like if you really 
want to connect with your potential client or customer, you have to share who you are, what you do, and your story. And I think that in today's age where people are becoming a lot more smarter about how they're spending their money, authenticity is key. And you, in, even, regardless if you're just a person or a business, and just showing that you're an authentic person behind the business is extraordinarily valuable in, in growing it and connecting with your people. I think you're totally right. I mean, I think, and I've said it a few times that authenticity is your competitive advantage. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's how you'll stand out. And I like what you said too, about how people are smarter. I was talking to a guy who he's been in sales for something like 20 or 30 years. And he was, we were talking about how sales has changed. And he just said, man, it's just, you just, you don't even know. It's just so different. You know, people are so much smarter mm -hmm. today and not that you, I guess not that like our, you know, parents generation like took advantage of people, but it was just so much easier, I guess, to make the sale in the sense of you didn't have to maybe educate as much or they didn't have mm -hmm. as much uh, prior knowledge before you speak to them. And so I think you're totally right. People really do know more today than ever before, especially in the sales perspective, which is why it's so important for them to exactly what you said, know, like, and trust you. Mm -hmm. Well, and also there's just so much more competition and I, I always go back to how would I as a consumer spend my money? And if I'm following a couple of businesses on Instagram, I'm going to see who is behind this business. What do they stand for? What kind of other content do they have? Like I, when I spend my money, I'm very educated on like, I look into all the different options. I try to see, Oh, are my friends kind of following this too? Are they like with this or have it, has anyone tried it or this? Um, and so there's just so many more options and especially with social media, you can do so much more research without even having to go on Google that it's really just crucial to have that video element to show and, and showcase who you are and what you do. Mm -hmm. Well, and that, that even that very first part of like, of, of people to know you and like know your brand, I guess. Um, it feels like there's a lot of people out there who, if they were to buy, not you specifically, but buy from somebody they wouldn't even know who that person would be, right? They would just go right. to Google and, well, here's this that I need, which is why I think people sometimes even beyond, even before you even get to like the like and trust factor, you're already doing so much for your brand because you're creating that association of, you know, so for me, for example, I'll do coaching. I'm like, oh, I need a coach. Oh, there's that guy who I, you know, he's got a podcast that he's named after himself, I guess. I don't know. And, you know, and so it's, it, I think even that alone does a lot for people's businesses, even when they're just focusing on being known. Um, and then the rest just pays off in more dividends. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you, you, you want to showcase, um, you know, who you are. And like I said, I mean, I've noticed it myself when I go online and, and I'm looking at this business and I can't for the life of me see anything about who's part of the team who, where is my money going with this? Like, what am I going to be receiving? I'm kind of nervous about it. Like, I, I don't want to spend my money on this if I don't know who is going to be on the receiving end of that. And I just, I don't trust it. Yeah. So then I'm like, I'm not going to do it. And I'm the same way with people. Even, even if I see the person, whenever I engage with them, where they feel very um, corporate, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like they have like maybe the sales script and you can tell, you can tell it's a sales yeah. script. Like yeah. I was talking to one guy who, uh, literally right when we were on the, where he got on the phone, he was like, man, Blake, I just want to add value to you today. I just want to add value. And I was like, 
was like, dude, I know the I want to add value bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, I, lo- uh, I, I love the emails that come in where you're like, oh, that, that was just a sales script. And they just plopped my name in and then sent oh, it yeah. out. Yeah. Well, actually, I got, an, I got a LinkedIn message the other day that was very obviously, it, it looked personalized, but I could tell it was, you know, a copy paste. And I replied and said, hey, I, I really avoid these offers like the plague. So sorry. But then the next day he messaged me again with the exact same message copy and paste. And I guess he, I guess he didn't realize he had already messaged me. And I just said, man, I'm I'm still good. Just like I was yesterday. (laughs) But it's, it's, it's funny because it's, especially from like a sales perspective. And I understand why people get motivated by like sales scripts because it's like, what do I even say? And like this works, so to speak. But it's interesting how, for me, my strategy has always been, I just talk to the person. I, I think I'm oversimplifying it here, but for me, I, and maybe I need to put more mental energy into this, but it's, 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 I've always just seen it as a conversation, right? Because mm-hmm. every person, every customer is different. And so like, it feels like there isn't a script that you can just pick up and drop. But on the flip side, I know there's really great marketers who are selling their sales scripts and making a lot of money on it. So maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I am the same with the approach that, like you said, where I just try to talk to a person, and at the end of the day, regardless if you you're buying from a business or a person, you're still going to be talking to a person eventually, um, and like on the phone or in, in person. So I just try to connect with them and you know ask them how their day's going and and just kind of be you know connect on the human level because at the end of the day, you know we are going to be working together. So this is this is me. This is who I am. And, um, I, I don't, I don't believe in the sales scripts. I mean, just because it's just too forced and just doesn't seem like you said, authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not how I want, I don't want to go through life, like feeling like a fake script. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's not fun and it's not who I am. And I just, I don't believe in that. And I think that, uh, when I talk with clients about, you know, creating a video script, I always try to say, you know, just write out bullet points. I wouldn't write out you know, a whole sentence or whole paragraph because it just comes off too scripted. And some people still like to do that if they're particularly really good at it or if they've done a lot of like TV appearances. But mostly I just try to say, just, you know, have your talking points, have your, you know, what's the end goal of this video and then just, you know, talk mm-hmm. like you usually would. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's, it's, you know, and it's, there's nothing wrong. I, I don't think with like, you know, cause you're not shooting from the hip. I mean, you're trying right. to plan. Like I talked to someone who for every video she does, she storyboards, you know, right. does like a really quick, like, this is what I want it to look like. And so I think all that's fine. I think what's really interesting about from a sales perspective, it's, it's, it's like, we've, I think maybe even just said this, we've kind of lost our human element of it mm-hmm. where, you know, it's, it's, if I say these words, no matter who the person is on the other side, then you will buy from me. And, and ultimately it's, it's kind of a selfish approach because it's, I don't want to exert the effort to really get to know you. And so I want, instead, I want to just say the words that, you know, will click something in you that gets you to trust me and purchase from me. And I think, uh, I like what you said about, you don't want to put the energy into getting to know that person. It's also, you, you're not putting the energy to show yourself right? because yeah. you're using that script. So it's really nice when you have someone who shows their personality and shows who they are behind the script mm-hmm. and behind all of the, you know, terminology that they crafted 
which, yeah. you know, that's all nice and great, but okay. But you don't really talk like that in real life. So yeah. And you know, what's so really, you, yeah. yeah, it's, it's like, I used to talk, I used to do these like really big corporate events and I would have people who I would try to sound very professional. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't even talk this way. Like, what am I doing? Yeah. This is so weird. But how do you, how do you help people who like, they're not even like comfortable with their personality. Like they're not even like you're telling them, you know, just be who you are. And they're like, well, I don't really know who I am. Or I don't really know. Like I was talking to a woman uh, yesterday, the day before who she was like, someone in the office was criticizing my laugh. And so I'm trying to be more sensitive about when I laugh. And I was like, I was like, dude, that's your laugh. You're going to laugh the rest of your life. Like it's, that's wasted effort to try to change that. Right. And so I don't know how much, how much like coaching do you find yourself into when you're with your customers? Well, um, most of my customers don't have that problem because they're usually already pretty com- like confident in themselves and they, they, they're ready to be on camera. Um, but I mean, I've certainly struggled that with myself where I've been like critical of myself and I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to embrace who I am. And I think it just goes back to, you can't make everyone happy. And if you're making everyone happy, you're not reaching anyone. So you're going to find the people who are able to connect with you. And those are going to be your ideal people and ideal, you know, leads and customers and everything. So, you know, if you have, you know, a really unique laugh, you're going to connect with people who really enjoy that laugh. And they're going to be like, man, that's so unique. That's really funny. It makes me laugh. And we are, we're all laughing together now. Like I want to work with that person or I want to reach out. I want to get to know them. So it's just about, I know it's hard to say, oh, just embrace yourself, but you just have to think about you can't please everyone. I know that's very hard <laughs> to to accept, but it's just it goes back to this is who you are, and people are either going to accept it, and if they don't, they can walk away, and if they do, then that's great, and those are the people that you want to be surrounded by. So it, it feels yeah. like that alone is a really powerful insight in the sense of you know, is again, going back to sales, right? Cause I mean, we're all doing this in some form or, or fashion to grow our, our impact yes. and, and ideally create sustainable businesses out of it. It feels like people will let that one person's rejection uh, shape what they do next. This person said no to me. This person maybe trolled me. Maybe this person was really harsh to me. And so now I'm going to up in my business because even though not everyone would admit that they want to be liked by everyone, Mm-hmm. It feels really good when you are liked by everyone. Yeah, of course. And, and so, <laughs> so it, it's, I don't know how you help your, and, and again, maybe your customers are already pretty confident in this area, but I, I do talk to a lot of business owners who aren't necessarily scared, but they, they don't, no one likes to put themselves out there. Right. right. And, and so getting over that, that, that jump of, someone may be very vocally against what I'm doing and that's okay. And they're not my target customer and I'm not going to change everything for them. It feels like that's a hard decision to make. Yes. And I think that, I mean, I certainly have clients who are scared to put themselves out there and go on camera. I would just say to start with something small that is just, you know, let's say Insta stories is a great example of how you can put yourself out there and just slowly but surely start using it. And then you'll see, you know, you gain some traction. It is one of those things where the more you do it, the more comfortable you are with being on camera and the more comfortable you are with yourself. Because when I started making videos, I was 
you know, very nervous. And I would just film one video and it would take me like two hours because I was so, you know, I had such a perfectionist mindset of trying to get the whole clip perfectly, took forever. And then I was just like a hot mess afterwards. I was so <laughs> exhausted. I'm like halfway sweating through this thing. I'm like, oh my God, how can I do one more video? And so it's just, it's a matter of practice and that's really all I can say is like you, you become more confident the more you practice. And even if you, even what I would recommend, just film something with the, without the expectation of uploading it, just do something and just do it for yourself and try it. And then you get to be more comfortable with your movements and what you're saying and your language. Um, and again, Insta stories is a great platform to kind of try out, you know, a 15 second clip even just first putting up a photo of yourself on the Insta stories and maybe a little caption. And then one, the next one will be a little bit of a video of like your surroundings. You're sitting at a coffee shop and you just show like a little, little blip of your coffee shop. And then the third one could be, you know, you could talk into the camera and like, Oh, I ordered, you know, an almond milk latte. I love it. So it's just kind of easing yourself into creating that content where you put yourself out there and then you get to be more confident because you're like, okay, I've done this before. I can do it again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you'll just grow from there. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's, it's the power of, of done is better than perfect. Yes. Right. In the sense of, and I can so relate to your two hour endeavor, you know, of your first <laughs> video. Cause for me, I mean, even looking at my background, it's like, what the heck is any of this stuff? But for me, yeah. it was like, okay, if I'm going to be consistent and like do a video a day, I don't have time to, it's just not sustainable. And like one day I'll throw some money somewhere in my house and make it look really cute and pretty or whatever, but I don't have that money right now. And so I'm kind of like, whatever. Right. And so mm -hmm. it feels like a lot of people, another reason they get burnt out with video creation is because they are doing something unsustainable. They're getting like the perfect background, the perfect lighting. They're trying to edit it to be perfect when they should have just paid you to do it instead. And it's, it's, they're creating something that's unsustainable when again, it is a long game, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I see so many people who get hung up on having the perfect equipment and the perfect lighting and the perfect backdrop. And I've been there. I mean, I, you know, I look at new stuff all the time. I'm like, Oh, what if I only have this or that? But I'm like, no, I have everything I need. I have a window. I have, you know, I have a camera that works. Um, and so, you know, there you go. <laughs> so it's just starting somewhere and I've definitely progressed a lot, obviously over three years of doing it, that my first video is not live anymore on YouTube. It is now privatized. <laughs> it's still up. I can still like reactivate it, but, um, yeah, so you just get to, you know, better, you get better with editing and filming and I've never had a fancy backdrop. I'm currently in my office is where I film. But it just looks a lot better, like at certain times during the day, and when the light hits perfectly with the sun, so you kind of figure out little, little um, tricks that um, are free, or don't cost a lot. And even the, you know the, the smartphones these days are fantastic. So if you have a smartphone, chances are you have a 4K camera that can film an extraordinary <laughs> YouTube video. <laughs> so like what you know, obviously you have these really great customers. You're doing a lot of work with them. And I, you talked a little bit about like kind of why you got into this. Like, where do you where do you see this going long term for you? I mean, do you would you ever want to do like uh, have like a corporate account, or do you really like the the small business owner? I mean, where are you taking your business? 
So right now I'm trying to work more with uh, small businesses and agencies that want someone to basically just take care of their video marketing. They already have like a social media person. They, you know, they have their brand managers. They just need someone to take care of all the video content that they don't have to worry about it. So that's where I'm trying to take my business um, to really like create um, those relationships and um, I love working for myself and I definitely want to expand my team um, hopefully next year and try to, you know, get a couple of people on board. I don't want to have a huge business, but I just want like a couple of people that uh, would help me with some stuff and then um, just create more brand content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. That's cool. So like, you know, and I always ask like my fellow entrepreneurs when they come on, come on the show you know, obviously, how long have you been in business? So I've been in business since July of 2018. Okay, but so, I, so still new. Still you just had the new. one year anniversary. Yeah, I just yeah, I just hit okay. the one year. But I've been I've been doing YouTube videos for three years, yeah, and then okay. last year I started working with with businesses outside of my own stuff. Okay, so did you celebrate your one year? I did not really. I mean, I, I just, I, I celebrate in different ways. Like I always invest my money back into the business. So I've been um, actually adding speaking engagements to my business because um, if you couldn't tell already, I love talking about video content. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm work, currently working with a speaking strategist to kind of help me flesh out my speaking engagements and my talk and making sure that I add value to um, the audience. So um, yeah, I just, I love sharing and connecting with people and sharing the, the value behind video and how it really helps you grow your business and grow your sales and automate it in that way. Um, so I, I really want to add more speaking engagements and just help people wherever I can. Well, and what's really great about you is you mentioned already, like you were already, I'll see, so like I'll see people, for example, like especially like entrepreneurs who they want to do a certain industry or they want to get into an industry or do a certain type of business, Mm -hmm. but they've never, they've never been in that business before. It'd be like, you know, Hey, I want to do video marketing, but I've never done any video. And what's really great about you is you already had the YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. You were using something you already had a unique gifting in rather than, you know, I'm just going to grab onto this. And it feels like a lot of entrepreneurs miss that. They don't necessarily, they don't know their personal, you know, niche, like their skill sets, or they, they're chasing the dollar, so to speak of, I think a good example is like digital marketing. It's like so many people, it's like one in three entrepreneurs I talk to, they're like, I want to be a digital marketing. I want to start a digital marketing agency. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, you saw the Facebook ads too, didn't you? (laughs) So, so I like that about you. That's, that's good. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, that's how my business started is because I was looking for someone to help me. And I even, I reached out to local DC photographers and I was like, Hey, do you know any videographers? And there are videographers, but they were honestly, they were just too expensive for me to hire them for one small YouTube video that I wanted to do. It was, it was out of my budget. And that's why, that's how I was like, well, I know how to use a camera. I know how to create videos. I know how to edit and do all the thumbnails and the graphics and the keyword tagging and everything. So why don't I start helping do that for other small businesses? That is more at like an introductory, like, you know, they're more at an introductory beginner's level uh, and make it more approachable for them. So how did you, but like, what was like the, I mean, what was like the tipping point? Like you, like, it, was it as simple as, 
because you're obviously very confident. You're obviously very proficient in what you do for people. Was it, was it as simple as, oh yeah, well, I'll just do it, you know, and I'll sell it and it'll be great. Or, or did, I mean, was you mentioned you're married I and mean, it was your husband like, you should go do this. I mean, like what, what did that well, look like for you? Well, so I was running my own YouTube channel and my own blog and I've learned a lot about influencer marketing and blogging and like campaigns and, um, you know, I did my own sponsored content with brands and whatnot, uh, even a Walmart video. And uh, I realized that like I had a lot of knowledge that I could share along with my video knowledge that would really appeal to a lot of small businesses. And at first I just reached out. Um, the first thing I ever did was I reached out to a local beauty store because I, I mainly do beauty videos and stuff on my personal channel. So I reached out to a local beauty store and I was like, hey, would you mind if I filmed a video in your store? like totally complimentary. We would put it on my channel. I would do like an interview with you and we would kind of talk about the products you offer and what kind of events you host and kind of things and just have a conversation. And it was so much fun. I loved it. I mean, I, I did everything from A to Z. I was, I spent four hours in that store. I filmed every nook and cranny of that thing. And it was so much fun. I loved the creative aspects of filming and editing and, you know, scripting out what we wanted to talk about and setting up different areas of the store. And then after that, I was like, man, I want to do this from work people. And so then <laughs> it was so much fun. I was like, I want to do this like for the long haul. So then I reached out to a skincare brand um, and I knew they had a channel and I've been following their channel and it just w was a little stagnant. And then I just reached out and I was like, if you ever need help, let me know. And then they responded back <laughs> ASAP and they were like, when can we meet? And then we met and we talked and we talked about the things I could do for them and like the strategies we could put in place, to, like grow their like online product sales and, and, and whatnot. And, um, that was how it started out. She was my first client and they're still with me today. And, <laughs> um, it's, it's gone off ever since. Well, you know, what's really funny about that. And again, it goes back to the sales script is I love how you approach that. And it reminds me of a friend of mine who he runs a web design company and literally his first client, which is a very high profile client, was a product he really liked and he noticed their website was kind of, like you said, stagnant and just reached out and was like, Hey, I love your product. And you know, if you guys ever want help, just let me know. And yeah. same thing for him. They reached back out instantly and hired him. And it, you know, was this massive, he's like, wow, entrepreneurship's easy. My first client is this really, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just funny how that works. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you kind of look at, well, what do I like and wh where do I really feel that I can help someone? And it would really like take, alleviate some stress or some, you know, work that they don't, don't want to deal with. Um, and that's what happened. And then from there, I've just gotten a bunch of referrals, um, which has been great and networking in person and talking with people. Um, everybody's been super receptive and excited and they're like, Oh my gosh, yes, I want to, you know, be on YouTube or I want to create video content, but I don't want to have to deal with it. Um, so it's just, I mean, it's definitely been obviously a struggle, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, there's always a struggle, <laughs> but, um, in that sense, it's been easy in that like people are very receptive to it. Hmm. Well, speaking of the struggle, I mean, do you, so you've officially been in business a little over a year, been doing it much longer. Mm -hmm. Do you remember a low point? Well, there's, you know, there's always highs and lows. Um, I think that sometimes I, not at like a low point. I mean, I certainly get disappointed when someone reaches out and then, you know, it doesn't come to fruition. But um, I think that for me, I always remind myself that they're just not in the right place at the right time yet. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's a lot about they need to figure out 
what they want to do in their business. What is their main priority? Like we're like, because I'm, I'm ready to get started. You know, I know this is, you know, you know, somewhat of an investment to really get this started, but, um, so there hasn't been like a major low point, but I'm definitely always, you know, there's always a base level stress <laughs> that, <laughs> that follows me everywhere. Um, because yeah, when you work for yourself, there's always like, okay, I gotta do more. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. But yeah. yeah. yeah and what you just said is pretty interesting too. Cause it, it, I'll talk to business owners who like, they have, I don't know what to call it. It's like flashes of inspiration where they're like, Oh my gosh, I need you so much. But kind of like you said, then suddenly they're kind of like, eh, and it's not necessarily right. cold feet. It's just, I like how you articulated it. Like they haven't really figured out fully what they want or what they need or mm-hmm. they, or maybe they just haven't really committed to it yet. Right. I mean, they, they right. know you're useful. They know they need you, but it's like, eh, I'm okay with, you know, not doing it yet, I guess. Yeah, the, I I, uh, I had a call like that where they were like, oh yeah, I, I don't know, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing, and that's certainly great. And uh, you know, I I work with clients who either want to do it themselves, and um, you know, I that's where I usually do a lot more coaching, where I just kind of teach them how to do it, what they need to know, so that they can run it on autopilot themselves. Um, but it, it goes back to you know, what are you trying to convey? What are you trying to share with your audience? Um, and that's where they need to figure out what is their main priority, especially if they have multiple products or services, which one do they want to focus on first to kind of promote that? And I, I can't help them with that. They need to know where they want to go, um, which is where a business coach would come in. Uh, yeah, where nice they need. <laughs> <laughs> we need to team up. Yeah. Well, and there's, there's just so much, you know, we make things so complicated. We overcomplicate our lives, first of all, but especially our businesses where it's like, it's like, I have these 30 products. How do I sell them? It's like, Mm -hmm. why don't you start with one? Yeah. Or like two, you know, and then, you know, do videos on that maybe. And maybe that's a good idea. Yeah. I, I, um, so I was, I had a discovery call with a um, potential client and I was like, well, what is your best selling service or your best selling product? Like, why, why don't we start with that one? Like if it's already making you, you know, a lot of money or it's going really well, then maybe we should promote that with video content. Uh, and I think it, it, it blew their mind because they were like, oh, because they, they, they called me regarding something that was like a lower tier, like a free product they wanted to do videos for, but they weren't sure. And they were like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, well, what's your best-selling product? Like, why don't we start with that? Because you already know it's selling well. Let, let's boost that thing more with some SEO, some video content, make it more like interactive. And so that's where I would start. But... Hmm. I can't tell them. I mean, they have to, they, they have to decide for themselves if that's wh- where they want to go because right. their business. So, yeah. Well, this has been really fun. I really enjoy talking to you. Is there anything else you want to talk about or anything else you want to share about? I think that it's just, um, making sure that you, you, you just start. I know, you know, I love Nike slogan, just do it. <laughs> I don't know if they still use it, but I still stand behind it. I think it's a great slogan. Just, Get on, get online, show who you are behind the business and you'll build that know, like, and trust factor in no time. I love it. I love it. How can people, first of all, stay connected to you? Uh, maybe you can share what your YouTube channel is. So uh, the easiest way is actually my website because that where okay. it links all to it. So my website is victorialevitan.com and then also on Instagram at victorialevitan. And then my personal YouTube channel is Vicky Loves. So it's V-I-C-I. L-O-V-E-S. Um, and I'm on Insta stories almost every day. So if you want to come and hang out and chat about life and 
dogs. I have a dog that I'm obsessed with, so (laughs) I'll be there. Well, and before we end now, I have to jump in and say, I have a dog too. And uh, every time I do professional speaking, I'll have a slide that has a picture. We got, we had professional photos taken of our dog. So we're that, we're that people, we're those people, I guess. But I always say, Hey, yeah, we have a daughter. She's four years old. Do y'all want to see her? Yeah, we want to see her. And then you throw up the dog and there's always someone who's annoyed by it. And you're like, get out. (laughs) Yeah, no, my, my dog is definitely my, I mean, I don't have any kids, so I call Daisy my firstborn. Uh Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, She's, she's, she's uh, the light of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Victoria, thanks again for coming on today. And I really appreciate you for our listeners. Uh, definitely reach out, uh, check out some of the stuff that she's doing, start following some of her content. As always, you can let me know what you thought about the episode, Blake at goodadvicecoaching.com or leave a review on the podcast. Thanks for listening and I will catch you next week. See ya.